May God use and overrule my words. May God's word only be spoken and God's word only be heard. Amen. Amen. Good morning, St. Stephen's. It is good, it's good to be here with you this morning. <clears throat> Whenever I'm here, it always feels like I'm sort of coming back home. Uh, when I first moved to Birmingham over 30 years ago, I see people out there. Hey there, Martha. I, I moved uh, to Crestline, and I got an ad in the paper that you know, they were renting, leasing a house, and um, my new landlord was Mims Cooper. And, and Mims said, why don't you come to my church? We really like to have you come. Bring your daughter and come. So I was a single mom with an eight-year-old daughter, and I was moving into Alabama, and I seemed like I was moving from a long way away, out of state. And I did not expect to be welcomed but I was welcomed, overwhelmed immediately, and given a four-year-old Sunday school class. I had no, I had no, I had absolutely no credentials, and they trusted me with their four-year-olds. We had lots of goldfish and said the Lord's Prayer many times. <laughs> many things happened. Uh, many years later, Bill and I were married right there on those steps. Uh, coming to St. Stephen's was one of those uh, sort of special moments that made me believe that I was part of Birmingham. Doug Carpenter allowed me to preach right from here on Good Friday many years in a row, long before I was ordained. He encouraged me to seek ordination. Uh, he taught my daughter about communion. If not for Doug, Peter Horn, and this community, Many, many of you, I might not have become a priest, much less a bishop for lots of reasons. Well, I, I heard a lovely story about Doug that fits my understanding of All Saints Sunday. Doug tells the parable of the pearl of great price to some junior high school age kids at Camp McDowell. Can you imagine that? A merchant searches all over the world for the finest pearls, and when he finds it, he sells everything he has and spends every penny to buy it. Now he says to the kids, you get to go on a treasure hunt, go into the woods and search for pearls. And if you find anything unusual, look at it and see if it shows you something of great value. Well, the kids don't know that he and Anne have already been in the woods ahead of them, hiding little mirrors everywhere. So the kids go looking for pearls, and almost immediately they discover themselves. And they come back to Doug, and he reminds them that they are utterly and absolutely valuable, cherished by God. The father spends all he has, his only begotten son, so that the children he treasures can live with him forever. I love that story. Think about how self-conscious junior high kids can be, how much it hurts to feel unattractive and unloved. I have a friend who says there are moments in life when we're in the seventh grade all over again. <laughs> awkward, terrified, and hopeless. 
Well, each of you is a pearl of great price. God searches for you, and when you are found, God will go to any length to bring you home with him. It's good to remember God will never let us go and we're not alone. Everyone feels forgotten and lost sometimes. No one escapes it. We might feel lost, but we're never really lost. No matter how, what we've done or how we failed to do those things done and left undone repeatedly, God keeps working on us, patiently transforming us. And it takes time and it's hard to wait. No matter how slow and painful the process, God knows that we are priceless and beautiful because the love of Jesus makes us priceless and beautiful. What I am trying to say this morning is that we are the saints of God. All Saints Sunday is about realizing we're necessary, we're important, we're connected, and we're part of God's great story. We're here because God wants us here, and he gave each of us an army of people to help us and love us. The love we share is the love of God in Christ Jesus, and nothing in all creation can separate us from that. So nothing can truly separate us from each other, not even death. A few weeks ago, Sam Wells came to speak to you, to us, about June 16th. I was here on that Saturday night in the parish hall with many of you, and Sam tried to uncover some wisdom in the wake of the horror. He said some helpful things, but what I most remember was when someone very near everything that night stood up and was brave enough to share herself. She said, when I go to communion and look around me at the altar rail, I see Jane, and I see Sharon, and I see Bart, and they're with us. That's the army of people that God provides to help us and love us. We miss them, and they belong to us forever. I want to remember that always, and especially today on this day. We're the saints of God through all eternity, and one more thing, we're more powerful than we think we are. Somebody said Paul's letter to the saints at Ephesus sounds like Paul is taking a ride in the London Eye, that great Ferris wheel beside the River Thames. From the top of the wheel, 450 feet high, people can see all the London sights and their familiar historic buildings and cathedrals and skyscrapers and Big Ben from the whole new angle. In his letter, Paul, as if looking down from a great height, sees all reality with Christ at the center, placed there by the power of God working through life, death, and resurrection. And with that power, Christ rules all creation. Creation isn't just the world as we know it, but it's heaven and earth joined together, fused and infused, by God's presence and God's grace. And as followers of Jesus, this God-filled reality is really our inheritance. N.T. Wright says, those who know and trust Jesus are signs to the rest of the world that the glorious future is on the way. That is quite a responsibility, because I wonder, how does my life 
tell people that we are in God's hands? How can I show people the day will come when all will be well, and in the meantime, we can make the love of Jesus visible and tangible and real? Well, here's some good news. We who are signs have received our own sign, namely the Holy Spirit that will lead and guide us. N.T. Wright says, the Holy Spirit marks us out, stamps us with God's official seal as the people in the present who are guaranteed to inherit God's new world. Well, we are gonna see some Holy Spirit here in a minute and these little ones that are crying out for us to hurry up for the baptism. They are going to receive the Holy Spirit and with water and oil, we will remember that we are connected to Jesus and they are connected to Jesus forever. <clears throat> but I wanna remember this day that we can call on saints, those here and those not here for companionship and inspiration for prayers and help. In a moment, we'll see those prayers visible, visible and real evidence that God is working in each life. Reminders that we're all being changed by grace and love, called to share all of our gifts, but we're cherished and we're valuable like pearls. I hope as you watch, you're remembering your own saints your own private special army, those living now and living or living nearer to God. Today, Paul prays for us to be illuminated here and now so we can know God now and also know hope. Not hope apart from power, but hope tied to resurrection. Hope that is active in this broken world. Hope that anchors us and helps us live into the mystery of loss and grief. Hope that pulls us into God's future and turns us toward one another in love, even as we wait for the kingdom to come. And with the eyes of our hearts enlightened, it is for that heavenly life that we fearlessly dare to hope. Amen. Amen.